In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. This one is for you tonight. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is part one of a two-part Vanderpump Cella celebration. Now, I already recorded part two, which is the recap of this week's episode. Uh, I did that first, so my voice is a little shaky already. It has been a day, folks. Drove back from, uh, drove to Arizona to California because I got to get an MRI on my knee and it finally got approved. <laughs> Thank you, bad health insurance. Um, who knew they even did MRIs on Saturdays? That's so weird to me. But anyways, back in L.A. from Arizona, and then I'll be back in Arizona. It's just back and forth and back and forth. But the one constant in our lives are these crazy, kooky kids of Vanderpump rules, huh? Now, part two, I think, was just fabulous. A lot of rage, a lot of silliness, uh, but hopefully you'll dig that. Uh, but part one, I just want to talk about a lot of the news, the Vanderpump news, because now there's not just the show. It's always the show behind the show or the podcast behind the show. I don't even mean this podcast. I mean, all of these podcasts. Who even knew Howie Mandel had a podcast? What? If you were to tell me in the year of our Lord 2023 that Howie Mandel had a podcast that Tom Sandoval would go on and really ruin a lot of the reunion out from under Andy Cohen and Bravo, I would say you, you're smoke. As Howie Mandel would say, you're, you're smoking the crack. You're smoking crack. By the way, have we been using crack jokes a lot like recently more than I've ever heard since like the 90s? Howie Mandel said a crack. It's just it's wild. But I would be remiss if I didn't fully reenact the majority of that Howie Mandel, Tom Sandoval uh, interview, because there is just so many good nuggets, so much false sincerity, 
uh, Howie legitimately making it cool again to not know what the F you're talking about. I mean, if I, Howie Mandel is a legendary figure in a lot of ways. I had no idea he... I, listen, I, I grew up on Stern. I still listen to Stern. In fact, I know Howie and Stern. Uh, they work together on America's Got Talent. And it makes you really... You know, certain people have the gift of being able to do like a radio show or a podcast or interviews. And I think Howie Mandel, it seems like such a great, nice, fun person. I don't think he's that great of an interviewer. I think he was trying to relate to Tom on like, you know, a mental health way, like a human way. But I think for this, when something is so in the zeitgeist and it's kind of, you know, there's such a fan base that really has some real questions that uh, for people that support the show over 10 seasons, he kind of just was like, well, F that. I'm just going to talk to the man in front of me and just kind of feel what his vibe is. And I felt that was just woefully, woefully unprepared. And I was like, what? You only get so many opportunities. You know, uh, one of my old teachers was just like, you know, life will sometimes present you those opportunities, but you have to be ready for them to knock it out of the park. Cause you never know when that opportunity is going to come. So you always got to be ready. You always got to work hard. You always got to do your research and you never just go, I got this. I can wing it because how he couldn't wing it. It was, you know, and by the way, this was such a good opportunity for Tom and you know, you, you probably upset Bravo a great deal and it really wasn't worth it because you know, how he didn't press Tom on anything. There was no pushback and there needed to be a little pushback. It couldn't have been like, well, you came to the place where it counts, the Howie Mandel show. And now we all forgive you. And it's like, dude, no, there's so, but there's so many great moments we have to talk about. And like I said, uh, I, I did part two already, but I said this in part two where there were, there were aspects of the Howie Mandel interview where I was like, Oh my God. Am I starting to feel bad for Tom Sandoval? And then I watched Wednesday night's episode and then I realized that's where you need somebody to press Tom on things because, you know, how he fails to mention of like, this was going on for eight months. You kept this relationship going, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, you know, I got into therapy. Uh, yeah, Raquel, we kissed. It was very passionate. And then, uh, you know, I dropped my phone and then all this happened. It's like, dude, there's like an eight month gap of these things where these people got off on perpetrating a lie to Ariana, to a lot of their friends, but it was also very weird, which I want to talk about as well. I'm just jumping right in is that uh, it's, it's very weird because there, it seemed to be a sickness where it's, it's start, it's starting to seem to me where he was getting off on betraying Ariana. You know, there was that, uh, TMZ thing that we talked about earlier in the week where it said that he brought Raquel home to St. Louis in the end of December, like December 29th. And there's a picture of them posing him and Raquel in front of one of the St. Louis monuments. And, uh, and his parents, you know, his family was like, ah, we're, we're weird with meeting Raquel because Ariana doesn't know yet, but he was bringing them around his friends and stuff. And I'm like, this dude was fully having another life. And I hate to keep making this comparison, but it reminded me a lot of those Dateline NBC episodes where it was like, this dude had a full family, but he went on and, you know, had a full other full blown relationship with another girl, you know, like it, it was so deceitful. There were so many lies going on and this dude was having the time of his life feeling young again and feeling in love and Raquel making him feel all of these kind of ways, making his mustache tingle. And 
at home, he had Ariana completely thinking that they were still in a relationship up until a couple of weeks before they actually did break up because uh, it's just insane. We'll get into all of that. So how are you guys doing? Are you good? Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure I didn't get to ask. Um, it's been, uh, like I said, a really crazy week. If you do like this show and all the hard work that goes into it from all of us, please rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. It's a really small thing that you can do that really helps the show. And I just like to see numbers go up. <laughs> I like to see it's fun. You know, my mom, you know, read the reviews. Um, uh, but yeah, that would be great. And if you would like to support more than that, patreon.com forward slash so bad, it's good. I'm doing a summer house recap of this week's episode, which I kind of like. There was a lot of good stuff to talk about it. I'll be doing that tomorrow and just busy, busy, busy over here. But we had so many great interviews this week. Um, Lauren Clayton, the, uh, the therapist, uh, life coach was amazing. You had Jamie Stein from deep dive with Jamie Stein. You had Jackie Schimmel on Tuesday. You had Sophie on Monday. Just so many, so many great people out there. So many laughs and so many, so much really good insight over the last couple of days. And now I'm going to totally destroy that. <laughs> no good insights here, folks. Welcome to the dark side. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, though. Uh, I'm trying to think where we should start because there is a there's a lot to talk about. Um, I also want to thank really quick it quick quickly uh, Bridget Doherty. She's a, a Patreon member and a listener of the show, and she did one of the most amazing things for me. Um, is that her and her daughter have been going to Taylor Swift shows, and they had two extra tickets to the Tampa show, which is tonight. And, uh, I was going to go, um, and I was going to try to take my mom, but my mom, unfortunately is not at a place where she could go to a concert. Just, she's not going to be able to do that. And I was still going to go. And then I was able to get an MRI for my knee and, uh, my mom's like, you're going to do the knee thing. So, uh, but Bridget, I, 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 uh, emailed with her today and it was just such a kindness. And I really want to see Taylor Swift so bad. I've never seen her. And, uh, uh, this is just where uh, an older guy goes, I really need to see Taylor Swift. But it was like one of those things I was really looking forward to. But thank you, Bridget, for that offer and that kindness. And uh, I'm glad the tickets have gone to a good home. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really, that was going to be a dream of mine. Things are just so crazy in my life right now. I mean, we got the scandal thing and then all the other stuff. But mainly, my life's crazy because of Scandal. So let's get into Scandal, okay? We got this Howie Mandel he does this show, and by the way, it just kills me because I was watching this show on YouTube. Podcasting, by the way, is never really just podcasting anymore. Now there's a YouTube element. There's a YouTube element here, too. If you go to YouTube, you can watch me in my uh, my my Scandaval, that uh, shop-wide world of AK, AK made me. You can find them on Instagram. It has all the Scandaval pictures. And I also want to point out, since this is Coachella weekend, this is... The Coachella wristband that uh, Tom had made, Richella. Remember Richella, where DJ James, DJ James Kennedy, Tom paid $15,000 so I could get engaged with Raquel, and now he's banging her, fat fuck. But this was the actual bracelet. He only, I guess, made 15 of these, and now I have one of these, and... um this is uh, it's probably bad luck. This is there's probably this probably has some kind of horcrux. What is it? The Harry Potter, the Horcrux. Bad vibes here. Richella, no Coachella all the way. Richella, no way. But Howie has a beautiful set 
Like I was watching it on YouTube. I was like, this dude has full production. Now, if he could just do a little research and, you know, I want to talk about the Howie thing, but then I also want to talk about Billy Bush did an interview with Howie Mandel the next day or the two days later about all the shit he's getting for being horribly underprepared. And I love dudes. Dudes mainly do this. He's like, I don't need to prepare. Okay. I'm Howie Mandel. Like he didn't say that, but it was like, I'm just like, nobody can ever admit they're wrong anymore. Sandoval can't admit he's wrong. Like he'll, he'll always qualify. He's like, no, see, okay. No. Yes. It was a horrible thing that I did, but there's always a, but guys always do a, but there's like, it's like, guys, come on. Just say, yeah, man, I wish I had watched a couple of episodes. I should have been. There was a lot of things that I just let slide in this interview. And there was just a lot of things let slide. Um, Also, before we get into this, like I said, he took Raquel to St. Louis in December, but didn't break up with Ariana by Tom's words. He first said it February 14th. That's when he first told Ariana, supposedly on Valentine's Day, it comes out. Uh, Howie Mandel interview. Now, I have it on good authority by somebody that is involved in this that he actually tried to do this on February 16th. So I don't know why he said he did this on Valentine's Day. Um, So (laughs) let's get into this. Now, I want to thank Anna Davitt. Davitt, I believe, is how you say the name. She took these Howie Mandel notes and then I went and uh, I also had a transcribed personally. And then I also rewatched it and put out some of my own notes it's just amazing. So uh, his daughter, Howie Mandel's daughter, is a fan of Vanderpump Rules, and she was with him. Thank God, because she actually knows a little bit about the show. And I know it's her dad, so she had to kind of hold back. But there were times where I was like, dude, I wish I could interview her. Because I was like, were, were you not wanting to be like, dad, shut up. This is what this guy did. So anyways, the reason Tom was on this show is because Howie Mandel works with Kimmy Bader, who works on his show. And Kimmy Bader is married to Jason Bader, who is Tom's really good friend and the drummer of Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And Howie lets us know that he met Tom for the first time at their wedding at Kim Bader and Jason Bader's wedding. And we find out that Tom Sandoval performed Africa at their wedding. Africa. And Howie up front in the interview just goes, Hey, being totally up front here, I have never watched this show. There is nothing more exciting for me. It goes like, okay, I'm all ears. You tell me you know nothing about this? <laughs> Sounds like this is going to be great. I'm going to learn. We're going to learn a lot here. Like, do I, do we really, in this day and age, want to watch somebody that knows nothing? Like, and by the way, if it was somebody like that, I would give it to Stern or I would give it to somebody that's known for interviews. Howie Mandel is not in that pantheon of people that I'm like, yeah, this dude does not need prep. Like, great. Like, I know you watch it, like people on America's Got Talents and you talk about their talent, but like doing a long form interview is so different. Um, so, uh, by the way, also Tom talks about his makeup line in this interview. Like he comes out and uh, he still has the mustache. So they recorded this supposedly last Friday, which was pre the Canyon Club gig from Saturday. He also had another concert that Friday night and pre the Ariana, Katie and Sheena's emo night triumph where they were at that emo night and did fuck Tom and the audience went crazy. Um, Tom is, I guess, part of this makeup line called Strickens or something. And they have like uh, a deal with Target. But I will tell you, somebody sent me a picture today of it. And it was like marked down from $20 to $3, which I was like, I don't know if that was 
I don't know if that's at all targets, but that's like m- the right price point for me. I was like, man, if that's three dollars, I'll buy Tom's makeup line. That's great. But they marked it down from twenty to three. I was like, that doesn't seem like it potentially is going well. The Target deal. Um, so uh, he comes out. He's like, hey, Tom, how you doing? Okay, all right, all right, and. Howie's daughter is like, okay, okay, dad, dad. Um, they start making like jokes about friends, the TV show. They're like, okay, this would be like if Chandler cheated on Monica with Rachel, but Joey may have known, but didn't say anything. And I got to tell you, I, uh, this made me like friends even less. I was like, oh, cool. Let's compare this traumatic event to uh, a sitcom. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like on the Cosby show where Bill Cosby would wear those ugly Cosby sweaters. And then he supposedly was a gynecologist and he would handle women's pregnancy out of his own house, which I still don't understand. If you guys watch the Cosby show, which I used to love until he became a complete creep, he was literally, he delivered babies. But like, I remember even as a kid knowing this seems weird. Why is he like working out of his house? Like, are you allowed to deliver babies in your house? Anyways, I'm going completely off topic here. So uh, Howie goes, hey, I don't I don't understand all the hoopla. I don't understand. I don't I got to say, I don't understand all the hoopla. I like you, Tom. You seem like a good guy. You seem like an upstanding young gentleman. And he goes, you know, you want to know my take, my take? And I'm like, Howie, I'm all ears. What's your take, buddy? You've never seen it. You're on a reality show, Tom. You're not married. And in fact, um, you know, uh, I got, uh, you know, uh, Schwartz, uh, your buddy Schwartz, who has the same name as you, was on Watch What Happens Live the other night, and I saw that. But by the way, Howie's take is, like, already offensive. Like, you're not married. If you were married, it would potentially be wrong. But, you know, you and Ariana weren't married, and you didn't have a kid, so fuck her, right? Okay, anywho. Anyways, then they get, like, kind of on Schwartz's name. They're like, uh, Howie's like, well, you know, you know, Jews don't share. And Sandoval's like, he's not Jewish. And Howie's like, oh, well, that's that should be the scandal. We should be talking about that. That's like cultural appropriation. So right out of the gate, just horrible joke after horrible joke. And, uh, you know, he's talking to, he, he says, were you mad at your friend for everything that he said on Watch What Happens Live? And Tom's like, I can't be mad, you know, like there were a lot of accuracies in what Schwartz said. This whole situation has been just so crazy. It's so big. Like this story has gotten so far from who I am. Like I'm not the royal family. I'm on a reality show. You know, like if 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 he literally goes, if Snooki had an affair, is that really going to be national news? And I'm like, yeah, dipshit. You're on a, like, I love when he's like, I really love the reality show. She had all the fans and the, the life they've afforded us. But why do people care at all? Like, dude, the we, you, you need us to care. That's how the show works. Yes, this is news. And now it's even mo- bigger news because it was so dastardly and so dark that it broke through the bro fan bubble and made it into mainstream press. But I like it. He's like, if Snooki had an affair, I'm like, yeah, I care about the Snooki thing too. I just love it. He's like, why is this national news? Everybody cheats. I've cheated my whole life. And he goes, finally, it's in six weeks. And uh, I'm starting to be able to reflect, Howie. 
And I never thought I would get myself in the, in the, in the, in the my deepest, darkest thoughts. I never thought I would get myself in this situation so bad. You know, it's like I'm so proud of the brand I built. It's my my integrity, my businesses. But it just happened. And I got to stop right here. It's like, he goes, it's been six weeks I've been able to reflect. No, dude, it's been eight months. You've done this shit for eight months. You should have been reflecting for eight months. And now after you got busted in the last six weeks, now you got some real, you know, by the way, you guys, I'm angry. I get angry and sometimes I put, I take my life out or the things that I'm upset with, with this situation, because I feel like it's just really cut and dry. But it's just like, dude, he's right. Look at it, like all the work you put into this shit and you blew it by just being a liar. You just blew it. And and he goes on to explain himself, but it still doesn't explain the one thing is that you continued to lie for eight months to somebody that you said you loved. And that to me is the answer that you need for all of this stuff that's happening to you right now of the why is this happening? Why are people treating me bad? Because of that. Because Tom, like I always say, it was not bad that he fell out of love with Ariana. And it's not bad to say that you are not having your 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 needs fulfilled. That's not bad. That's really good to be that honest. And it must be really hard to be that honest. But Tom wasn't that honest. Tom had those feelings. And instead of doing something about those feelings, he had a full-blown affair that finally made him feel something. It was completely selfish what he did. Just completely. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And like, as Tom will say, hindsight's 2020. Um, but also it just didn't, it didn't just happen. Tom also, I think, created the situation because he was so scared to ever do this to Ariana. So I feel like he created this situation or almost willed it into existence. Um, he says, in terms of Ariana, you know, it's like, I still love and care for Ariana. But I feel like this is a little bit like Schwartz with Katie. It's like, I... I love, I love Katie. I'll always love Katie. Yeah, like love is some kind of just vague, bland, gray area for these men. Love never means work for these guys. Love never means to having to make themselves be uncomfortable. Love does, I mean, it just, they're so concerned about their own feelings that they don't really ever stop to think about their partner's feelings until like their own needs are met. And then in retrospect, they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like probably good for both of us that this happened. But anyways, he starts explaining to Howie. He's like, you know, like me and Ariana, we were like kind of living our own lives. Like, you know, it's like um, it's like we built this business together. Like we got a house. We were a brand. And this is where he just uses it like he hits this brand thing on the head. He considers himself a brand. Him and Ariana are a brand. Uh, he's like, we, you know, it's like more like best friends, family, roommates. But we lacked intimacy, you know, which, by the way, you've just described most marriages in the United States of America. I was like, dude, yeah, that's that's a lot of marriages right there. But also like your best friends, family, roommates. But those three things, you never thought that you could be honest to a person that were those three things to you. He just made this really big fatal flaw. And a lot of you guys, it's very interesting how you your take on this through your own life experiences. Because a lot of you guys are like, well, cheating happens. And I sometimes feel bad for that because it feels like a lot of women have just accepted that men do this and that they should accept this. It sometimes feels from like the comments I read or people will reach out. And I sometimes feel like, wow, so are we just telling people that women should expect less because that's most women's experiences? 
That's the part that I keep wondering. I don't have to deal with that as a guy, but I've noticed women just be like, well, that's what guys do. That's just how they are. And you've got to accept that if you want love in this world. And am I crazy to think that that's not the case? That that wouldn't, that's not the case for everybody? He also goes on to say, we travel separately. We would go to events by ourselves, which is kind of true and kind of not. Um, they did a lot of, I mean, I saw them a lot at events together, but yeah, he wanted to go out all the time. And even before this Scandal broke, remember, I would say like, dude, Sandoval's out all the time, but Ariana is out a lot too, but just not nearly the amount of Sandoval, not nearly the amount. Um, so he even says like, you know, she didn't even want to go to Jason Bader's wedding, you know? And how he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see there. But then he goes, yeah, she had to go to her manager's wedding. But like, don't hang out Ariana to dry like she just didn't want to go to a wedding. She had her manager's wedding to go to. But he said, we had to keep the opt optics up because we're like a powerful couple. It's like, slow down, dude. He also says that it's hard, everyone on the show, it's hard to kind of trust and all that stuff because everybody in the show are his frenemies they're all trying to gather information so it's not a safe place so they became very private with all of their stuff which yeah it's very smart man people were looking to take you guys down because you did have something which seemed like a closeness that the other relationships didn't now we know in your opinion a lot of that was a lie i think with ariana ariana did not feel the way you felt um he says communication was bad between an him and Ariana, but he emphasized, no, how we, we were both at fault. And I'm like, well, I would also think that 80, 20 in, you know, you 80, um, he's like, uh, me and Ariana, we have different ways of handling our anxiety and depression. Like I'll handle it by like going out and like partying with friends and starting full blown, full blown manic relationships with Ariana's friends. But Ariana, she just like, she likes to lay in bed and she like never goes anywhere. I just liked like how she, he, he kind of did a subtle dig where Ariana's depression is lazy, but his depression is super active. <laughs> he's like, we kept growing apart. And then he's like, and then I turned 40. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. You should have started here, Brainiac. You turned 40, dude. He thought, I started looking at my life. You know, it's like, I was like, yeah, like maybe this is just how it is. Kin and Lisa probably don't have sex all the time. Yes, I do. Me and Kin, we rub D's and V's all over them. Don't speak for me, Lisa. I'm a kid. Um, but he's like, yeah, like, Ken and Lisa probably don't have sex all the time. This is normal. He's like, I got porn. I can go crack one in the bathroom. But there's, like, so many perks of, like, building the brand, this image. And it's just so gross because you see that he really truly was obsessed with this image. And this is where some of the cast members that have said this about Tom that I didn't believe, you know, he truly was. He was obsessed with this. He was in love with his brand and his image. And not only did he betray Ariana, but he betrayed his image, which he is the most in love with. And I think that is where he has some of the most hurt in his heart is because he realized he did a disservice to his brand. He hurt his brand more so than hurting Ariana. And this was something he was so obsessed and worked so hard a bit, but he didn't think things through, you know. His, his his midlife crisis or whatever it was, his feelings of wanting to feel needed and loved, which are feelings that we all want to feel, it got the best with, with of him. Um, and like I want to say, all of these feelings that he's saying, these are all right to feel. 
You know, you do start to look at your life at a certain age and you do start to go, what, what am I doing? Where am I going to be? What's going on in my life? Who, who am I? Am I going to have a family? Like I'm getting older. How much time do I have left? These are all things that you, you know, you think. And then you go into therapy about or you share with your partner. But what he chose to do about turning 40 and looking at his life is just so gross. Like he could have put it into even more work. He could have, which is fine. But like you could have just then also at 40, am I going to try to be honest, not only with myself, but with the people that I say that I care around me. But he's also like, you know, we had each other's back, you know, we really did. But I just accepted that this is how the relationship was going to be. And that, you know, the, the, this brand we built with our safety net. And uh, he just said it was very bleak turning 40, which I was like, do you want to hear a story about a man who turned 40? He looked in the mirror when he was shaving his forehead. He said, look at you as he was putting on guy eyeliner and said, who are you? And the mirror said, I don't know. This is the ballad of Sandoval. Who's gonna save me? I wanna do a band, but then I also wanna be a restaurateur. Oh, wait, no, I want to feel the love of a Bambi eyed bitch. And yeah, she's Ariana's friend. But I need this cause I feel lost and lonely Cause it's the ballet's end of all I've got a little list when I talk And you thought Jax was a bad one But inside I was worse It's the ballet's end of all I just want all the love And I want to be the hero but I don't want to work for it. Not one of my best songs, folks, but that was just the, it was just a, the yearning right there. Um, so he started to feel trapped in the relationship. And he's like, I was looking around and he's like, I don't need this house. I don't need this shit, but I need to feel alive again. And I was like, Oh wow. You don't need the house when you're looking around in this, but now you won't leave the house because you know you need to stay there too you want to make sure ariana feels super uncomfortable you can't go crash anywhere but you you know back when you were trying to figure out your life you're like i don't need any of this shit i don't need this house it's like oh wow you need the house now though okay cool um so he's like you know and it was just weird because like ariana was trying to plan upcoming trips with us and like i just realized i didn't want to do that anymore which is weird because he kind of vacillated between we just didn't do anything together and didn't want to hang out together to Ariana's trying to plan trips for us. And I feel like this is more him talking than Ariana. And when Ariana does finally talk, which I think you are going to hear something very soon, um, not here on this show, unfortunately, but I think you'll hear something from a very big place. But I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit of a different story. Because I feel like Tom is of that kind of nature. And I'm sorry because Tom goes on to feel that he, he feels so upset about people diagnosing him and stuff, which I understand. But when you're on a show about 
a reality show, people are going to look at your behavior. That's what we do with reality TV. We look at somebody's behavior like, oh, that's so Jax or oh my God, classic Schwartz. We do that with Tom. Tom, that's why these shows are popular. That's why you were able to buy a house because we've looked at your behavior over 10 seasons and now we go back and look at it even harder. That's the benefit of having a show for the audience so many years because we have a recorded document of everything that we need to know. And that must be very frustrating to you. But I feel there is a narcissistic tendency that Tom's feelings is Tom and Ariana's feelings. You know, you know what I'm saying? I was like, we both felt that way. And it's like, it sounds like it was very different, your experiences. So uh, he said, I was in a dark place, you know, when the Raquel thing happened. You know, it's just like the worst time. But like maybe like now, the it, you know, looking back later, maybe this will be the best time. And I'm like, do you think so, Tom? Do you really think so that this will eventually be the best time? Cool, man. <laughs> what are you saying, dude? What are you saying? He's like, I was yearning for a connection, Howie. And like me and Raquel, we were like really good friends after her breakup with DJ James Kennedy. We were a source of strength for each other. And, um, you know, like we would just be, we were friends. And, you know, like, I just started building up this resentment in the relationship with Ariana. You know, it's like I had no confidence, Howie. And like, you know, a sexual experience, this part I totally didn't understand. Like a sexual experience with me, it was like, it would probably be like equivalent to a 19 year old, maybe his second time ever. Like I had no mojo, Howie. I had no game anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry you weren't able to be a stallion anymore because you were in a nine-year relationship. Like, what do you mean? Like, I wasn't going to be like any... If I, Howie, if I was invited to a swingers orgy, I would have taken last place, dude. I'll tell you, man, I had no mojo. I wouldn't do any... I wouldn't be able to do any pegging. I wouldn't do any spin the bottom. I wouldn't do anything, Howie. I would just... I lost it all. I used to be so confident with my sexuality. But now, it's just weird. Also... I wish this is where Howie, like, I'm like, dude, an opportune time would have been like, okay, you, you did this with Raquel, this relationship. Have you cheated before, Ariana? Could you tell us about that? How many times did you cheat, Tom? There are these questions, these gaping holes that we need to know. Because you did. You did cheat with other people. You know? He's got he's to practice. He doesn't want to be that 19-year-old on his se second sexual experience. Um, but how he keeps going, Hey, let me stop you right here, bud. I gotta say, I love this guy. This guy's it's commendable. What's Tom's doing. Okay. You know, my thing is mental health. Okay. And I, I just want to remove the stigma and I'm like, dude, I'm all for that. But also mental health isn't kissing the balls of somebody that's done something wrong. It's saying like, let's talk through this. Let's find out why you're doing this. Let's find out like, listen, and this is like a blanket statement to Raquel, Tom, Ariana, anybody, like to myself, to you guys at home. Even the worst of the worst doesn't mean that you um, ever do something so drastic, you know. But you got to look at the behavior behind this. It's going to keep repeating as it was repeated for Tom. But Tom goes, I don't want to say bad things about Ariana, just all the stuff I just did. But I have like, you know, it's like. I don't want to make excuses for what I did. Hey, Howie, what I did completely wrong and fucked up. I'm just trying to give you guys context. Um, Raquel and I became really good friends. She's kind, smart, witty, funny. She's like down for it, you know? And I was like, dude, slow down. Keep it in your pants, dude. Like, he's like going like, she's just amazing. And I was like, I told Schwartz, I was like, dude, Schwartz, what do you think of Raquel? 
you know, and he's like, he's okay. And it's like, he's an idiot. Like she's amazing. And I just like, I try to make that happen. And how he asks, um, now, are you sharing with Ariana that you're trying to end this relationship? And Tom says, well, I definitely started pulling away. And I was like, okay, so no, no, you didn't. So he had already started this affair when he was like, started to pull away. Like, it's just real hazy. And I hope he says, goes to say, you know, like, oh, I'm happy to go over dates with Ariana and stuff like that. But it's real, real hazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just really curious about the feelings and if it's something of like, oh, I was feeling a little bummed out. And then do you know how good it is to look at new boobs? Really fun, Howie. Like, you know what I'm saying? It feels a little, some of this a little hazy in the explanation. And I know Tom is not really good at being verbose and doing complete thoughts, but it, some of this just doesn't add up. And he makes a point that this is not for us to add it up for him. There's only three people involved in this. The Lord, you know, three people. It's like me, Ariana, and Raquel. And he's like, and really, it's that's actually me and Ariana. It's it's some wild. But uh, Sandoval talks, you know, he's sorry, he said he wanted Schwartz to date Raquel. He's like, yeah. And like, you know, in the furry world, all four of us could date them. We could like hang out more like good friends. And how he's like, were you, do you think you were cock blocking yourself by setting her, her up with Schwartz? And he's like, I thought Schwartz was dumb because I thought so highly of her. And it's like, you hung out like two nights, Howie. And we like talked until the sun came up. The first night when I was with my friend Brett, which was the guys night, you guys, the guys night episode where Jamie Lynn, remember of the podcast, Jamie all over came on and talked about that night. She was there. She took the video, but I guess they stayed up all night and talked. It's like, talk to the sun come up. And then at see you next Tuesday, you know, it's like I was locked out of my house. And then we just started kissing outside the house. And I just felt something for her that I hadn't felt in a long time. It's like how we were moving closer and closer together. And then just all of a sudden, we were just kissing. Like, he makes it sound like we were like, we were just staring and staring and getting closer and closer and closer and closer, closer and closer and closer. And then we just started, I just, we, I didn't even know we were kissing. We just, all of a sudden, my mouth was in her mouth. That was how close we were, Howie. And I was like, I love when somebody just explains, oh, you just started, you were kissing. Okay, cool. He's like, no, it was like slow motion, dude. And I'm like, you did this on your back porch, you fucking freak. Ariana's home. You're locked out of your house. Like, it's just so gross. By the way, this is Howie's daughter, daughter's phone goes off. Like, it's like, ring, ring at the worst possible moment. It was so wildly unprofessional because Tom was like, really get like really sharing shit that we probably shouldn't know. Like they do guys, they had sex outside in a car in front of their house. Like there's some like real brazen shit here. That's super gross. Um, and so this confirms that they hooked up before Sheena's wedding. If you're keeping score at home. And how he asked again, well, were there times with Ariana that you told her it wasn't working? And Tom says a year prior, he drew a line because Ariana, he's like, you know, Ariana like doesn't like when you do something wrong and you apologize and then you do it again. She doesn't like that. You know, it's like, she's like action over apologies. And Tom says, it's like a bad thing. And how he and the daughter are like, no, I agree with Ariana. That's, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Exactly. So Tom was a big apologizer, but he wasn't a big action guy, which I think we've seen multiple times on this show. Um, 
from Tom when it came to his relationship and his own feelings. Uh, he's like, Ariana would never apologize. She doesn't give up in any argument. And like, I just felt like she was annoyed with me all the time. Cause I was like cheating on it. You know, he goes, I'm sorry. If like, I like, I'd be like, I'm sorry for staying out late. And like, but Ariana would never apologize for anything. It's like, but that's also one of her biggest strengths. Howie, like she doesn't give up in arguments. I, I get it. I can be annoying. Also, I just, I can already hear the comments from some of the women going, she sounds like a bitch. She sounds like a bitch. She never apologizes. Oh my God. Tom has a total right to fucking cheat. That's gross. She never apologizes. Ah, I swear to God. Sometimes the eternal hatred of women by women is like wild to read and watch and see. Like it's, it's just so, so interesting. Um, how he clarifies a third time asking if he ever actually told Ariana he wanted to end it. And he's like, I have how, yes, I, I have. And, um, she said after him and Raquel kissed, he got into therapy because of the strong feeling, because the feelings took over like from the logic, like there was no logic anymore. It was just feelings. And I think this is goes from where Schwartz was saying like, He's lost in the sauce, dude. He's totally lost in the sauce, Andy. And, uh, I mean, that's just really wild. He really was obsessed with Raquel. And uh, it's just hard to imagine. Like, it's just so weird when you think of somebody that, like, I never thought of Raquel as super special. Like, I never knew why DJ James Kennedy was so obsessed with her. And, like, she was always super nice when I, you know, but I just never got it. And that's why this even blows me away even more. Because even with the Ariana stuff, I could see it. I could see it. Like, strong woman, hot woman, um, really was interesting, great music tastes, like, good, you know, like, all these, I could see why she was so uh, desired by Tom or that I thought, but I couldn't, I don't see it with Raquel. And that's why I almost see that Raquel is like a reflection that bounces back exactly what Tom wants to see about himself. Because I think he started to feel like Ariana did think he was kind of a loser or did think he was a dork. I'm just possibly throwing out ideas here. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It did start to, I just feel like Raquel reflected back exactly who Tom wanted to be to himself. And uh, that's kind of dangerous, though, because we still then don't know who Raquel is. I still haven't seen that really awesome side that everybody talks about with Raquel. Um, so uh, he was talking about uh, he was talking about getting into therapy trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do because this feeling was like how he has something so sharp. And like, I, I, you know, all lot, you know, logic without the window. I just, I, I hadn't experienced that in so such a long time. And you know, it's like when you're in a situation like that, it's like when you're not happy in your life and like everything's so negative, like it was just, it was just really hard. Like, even though we weren't like physical, like really like that that often or anything. I thought he was talking about Ariana here, but he was talking about Raquel. He's like, we still would like FaceTime and whatnot. And we would just talk all the time. And like, all I could focus on was like, you know, you know, like just Raquel. Like just, I just need to be in, around Raquel as much as possible. 
And like our connection, I guess it was, you know, I got to say, you know, our connection was healthy, but the environment that created the line and like whatever, just the sitting around, that was all unhealthy. I'll go you, I'll go you even one bigger, Tom. I think all of it was potentially unhealthy. It was born out of an unhealthiness and it remains unhealthy. Um, but he's like, you know, every time I was around her, I always thought it was the last time. Like it was fleeting. Like all of a sudden, this is like Romeo and Juliet to him. This is like a rom- this is like a romantic movie that he is the lead of. This is where it gets kind of sick, where it's just like, damn, he was really building this up. Like this was Titanic. This, you know, it's like, never let me go, Raquel. Duh, you know, we're flying, Raquel, we're flying. <laughs> but um, he would say, you know, how he'd answer your question, yes. Like, when we went down the cocoon, Cancun, you know, I I, I guess, you know, and the, the daughter is like, okay, but yeah, what about Cancun and that situation with Schwartz? And Raquel, you know, what was that whole situation? And then Tom goes into this weird rant. He's like, you know, yeah, like in Cancun, it was so ridiculous because Raquel and Schwartz, they were like crucified for a relationship that didn't even happen yet. Like they were like fully crucified by Katie and Christina Kelly and like all the mom and stuff, which I think like Katie's mom. And it was like, dude, and how he doesn't know any of these names. Like earlier in the episode, he was like, who's Sheena? And I was like, of course, amazing. Good person to pick. Yes. Who's Sheena? Sheena probably like literally was just flipped her bed over when she heard that. Like, what the fuck? I'm Sheena Shea. God damn it. Oh, I think I just cut. That was not a good curse. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so uh, he's like, yeah, they're all sitting at the wedding. Like, I swear to God, Howie, like three girls up top, they're just wearing black, looking over everybody and being all judgy. And they're just like, and I'm like, it's like, you know what? Fuck this. If you're going to treat us like we've been in a relationship, like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I guess it was like more of a rebellious thing. So Tom, are you saying that you did this partly to get back at Christina and Katie and Katie's mom? It's so dumb, man. It's so insecure. It's so not manly to be that insecure. Like, I always looked up at Tom because I really, really thought he just could be able to brush certain things off. Like, oh, that's them. Let them do their thing. We're having our fun. Let's be inclusive and fun. That's how I always thought he was. I didn't realize he was using these things potentially as things to um, kind of like, oh, these are reasons why I should be uh, cheating. Um. So they're like, well, you weren't upset at this point because you knew you had a magnetic connection with Raquel and then you go and see her kiss Schwartz, but you had already kissed her previously. And, uh, you know, that didn't upset you at all. And and Tom's like, I mean, like, I was a little jealous, like a little bit, like I was not questioning like our connection. And I thought I was more proud of them for like, kind of like, you know, standing the fuck up. I was like, dude, you got such a weird moral compass now that you were proud of them for this moment because it got back at Katie and Christina and you weren't jealous because you knew the connection you and Raquel had. But I, it's so, and this is where it's so hazy in the explanation that I'm like, dude, you sent Raquel in to do this shit to get heat off your back. I really now I'm just completely not believing this because they slept together that day of Sheena's wedding. It's just really gross. Um, but he's like, yeah, when we got back, I talked to Schwartz and I was like, I asked him if he was like into, uh, Raquel and he's like, no, he had no intention of like, you know, and I was like, dude, he's like, all right. And I'm like, no, um, I just literally wanted them to have fun, Howie. And I just, it like meant nothing. 
Um, so then I, you know, I told her what a great person she was. Uh, anyways, <laughs> how he jumps in, he goes, okay, here's a young, talented man who has a business, who's on a show, who happens to be suffering. And, you know, with a life experience, turning 40, depressed, unaware of where his life is, completely small dick. Um, <laughs> which is how he's like, not great, ugly mustache, tiny wiener. And his business, you know, and his relationship is stalled. You know, everything kind of feels like a malaise. Am I right, Tom? Am I right? He's just looking for something. He happens to be surrounded by people who, you know, I think even though you're on a reality show, it's a very close world. It really is. And there's only certain people around. So there's this young lady, Raquel, who just happens to be there and happens to be a very wonderful person. Howie, this is where you need to watch the show, buddy. I really need your take now. And a friend that you can talk to. And when you feel very vulnerable, you need that outlet. And they started talking and started talking, you know, chemistry, sparks fly, they kiss. And in that moment, when you are so vulnerable that even just a kiss is like taking crack for the first time. This is when Howie does crack. It's just like taking that sweet, sweet crack. I was like, Howie, are you using crack? Like, <laughs> he varies. Like, it's like taking crack for the first time. You know what I mean? He's like, then it, you know, it creates a high. It's like this myth you know, the darkness that is your life. And you go, oh my God, I don't understand these feelings. So you start talking to your therapist, Tom. You don't really fully act on the kiss, you know, but you want that feeling. Again, that's the first time you felt alive. You felt something positive, something light is happening in your life, but you're not really chasing it. And then your friend who happens to be going through a bunch of shit externally, um, uh, you know, about this faux relationship kisses and you're happy for your friend, but he, you know, you feel a little bit jealous, but he doesn't know what to do about it. And did I just articulate this right? What's happening? Um, and it doesn't sound so wrong when I say it, Howie says, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Howie, like I get what he's doing. He's putting the guests in a positive light, but it just doesn't really work because you've done, you've done no research. So why would we ever trust you to make him redeemable? Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And uh, 
how he's like, listen, uh, everybody has their perspective and there's a lot of parts of your perspective that sound very, I actually agree with Tom, you know? Um, and, uh, he's like, I don't see anything crazy wrong, you know, that it's blown up into this. And he's like, you said the first time it was, it was a kiss at the door. And he's like, well, that's where it started. But then like, you know, it started, but then we backed off. See that they've had a whole relationship. You guys, they've had this thing where they backed on and backed on. Like it's this whole whole circus that's been happening that we know nothing about that he's been able to think about for eight months when Ariana just found out recently. And, uh, he's like, yeah, we did in the backyard. It's like, dude, I've sat at that fire pit with Tom. And I'm like, what if me and Tom were sitting in that fireplace and we fire pit and we just started getting closer and closer and closer. And we just started making out Ryan's the best kisser that I've ever had in my life. I just like, it was like your fire pit. Like, this is another thing, man. Take, take a woman that you want to cheat with to a hotel or to Schwartz's place. Like go to a frat house. Like you did it in you and Ariana's home. Like I just don't, there are these little things that we're just kind of just glossing over where just like that more hurtful thing. It's like Katie with like Schwartz. I asked you one thing, not to make out with anybody in the friend group. What do you do? You make out with somebody in the friend group. You saw how much it would hurt me. You still did it. And this is just very disrespectful and it's just lazy. It's like, well, this is my health. I deserve to cheat at my health. That's where I deserve to cheat. But he's like, I like it to Howie too. He's like, yeah, it's a really nice fire pit, Howie. It's like, you should come back. It's like really cool. And it's like, it's very warm there. It's like cool, not cool Southern California nights. It's a good place. You see, it's, it's a very cool vibe back there. Um, and uh, he's like, Howie's like, we're humans, all right? You know, we're just, we're all humans at the end of the day. Um. So he's like, were you trying to hold back repeating, like going down that road? He's like, yes, Howie, I was. We both were. It wasn't the easiest thing. And you know, at times, whatever, I mean, at times it was like, I, you know, I, I did like, I, so what I did was I got me and Ariana into couple therapy and I had already been into therapy for a couple months, a few months. And I had come to the conclusion, like I already knew like my heart that it was not in this. And I just, I felt like we both deserved better. And better in a sense, you know, right? So we both deserve to be happy to, you know, have our needs, you know, like met. And so I got us into couple therapy. I didn't tell this to Ariana. I didn't disclose this because I, you know, to her and to us, like we had planned to spend the rest of our lives with each other, you know, married or not. And I knew that this would be a really hard thing for her to get to, you know, accept. I mean, it was a very hard thing for me to accept. And I'm the one who did it. And so I got into a, you know, couple therapy and we would meet together. And I just started kind of slowly. I like that he started soft launching the breakup. He was like, you know, uh, it would be interesting. Let me just throw a couple that. Yes, uh, we break up. What do you think? But I love this whole thing. So we walk through this is that he started going to therapy. He realized his heart wasn't in it. So what he did, his big brainiac awesome idea was let's get into couples therapy because I don't want to be in this relationship and I cannot be honest with you to your face. So I'm going to have a therapist hopefully do this for us knowing. So he presented it though to Ariana that he wanted to work on this relationship, but in his head, he was like, no, this will provide what I need to get out of this with a clean conscience. When he knew that he didn't have one. It's really dark. Like he did this because he couldn't admit what was the truth. He already knew he didn't want to be with her. But he made her go and made her express all of these feelings. And he already knew. And he's like, you know, I wanted to be there with therapists because like, 
she gets really like emotional and stuff and she shuts down and just kind of like metaphorically flips the, the, the you know, flips, flips the monopoly board and walks away, you know? So I wanted to have like a therapist there. So we had like a mediator in a sense, you know, somebody, you know, uh, like a professional. And then, you know, I went individually and as we kept going, like, you know, I would just, you know, we were going through hypotheticals and it was like, Hey, what would you do if we break up? And Ariana at this point was like, We'd already got a Coachella house, Howie, which, by the way, Tom is not there, but I know the six people that are at the Coachella house right now for this Coachella, and I hope they have the time of their lives. By the way, Saturday night, I've seen Ariana's outfit that she's going to wear for Blackpink. It's smoking. Um, So she's like, I already said things about, like, even after our first session, she was like, you know, a lot of money to spend if you don't want, if you want to break up with me. So Ariana even said... This is a lot of money to spend if you just want to break up with me. And Tom, we don't say this here, but we assume that and Tom must have lied to her and goes, no, I want to work on this for real. This is like money well spent. Like, what a pussy. Like, I've been this way. I've been a pussy before. What is it? It's only that thing where we can't admit that we're wrong. We can't be the bad guy. It's so weird, but she's like, you know, she started hearing things and like seeing things about Raquel. Like, so, you know, she, he also made Ariana feel crazy. I don't want to use the word gaslighting because I think it's overused, but he made her feel crazy. Like he, she started thinking things. So I had to like try to tell her she was crazy, but you know, like how distant we were and like how late, you know, it's like our relationship. Um, it was just, you know, super weird. And like, I was FaceTiming Raquel all the time. Like Ariana just like really didn't notice because that's just how separate our lives were. I didn't actually tell her like, you know, like I don't like, have you not noticed me being distant lately? And she's like, Oh, you have, she's just like, normally when you're with somebody and like somebody's having a bad day and they walk in the door, they're like, they've been so close, closed off or whatever. And it's like, honey, are you okay? Like you seem to be very closed off for like me lately. What's going on? But she didn't even notice Howie because that's just how our relation was. We had separate lives. So this is like another thing that's bullshit and just kind of thinks like maybe you truly never did understand Ariana. Because when you're in a relationship with somebody that you trust, you let them have space. We'll be back to that in just one second. Now is my favorite time of the episode where I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week... Our show, So Bad as Good, is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. Now, believe me, BetterHelp, I think the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules needs BetterHelp immediately ASAP. But all joking aside, I know you guys know that I'm a big proponent of mental health, of just making really small steps that can lead into lifelong um, betterment of some sort. Um, They want me to talk about in this ad... They usually tell you kind of directions to go. And this, they asked me a question of, talk about a time that I've learned something new about myself. And what was that experience like for me? And how did it change my life? Now, I will tell you that uh, I did see a therapist right before the pandemic. I was talking to a therapist. It was post-divorce. And I have a real hard time with confidence, which is insane. And a a lot of people don't actually sometimes believe that, but I do. And uh, through therapy, it was this wild thing where uh, this amazing lady kind of started to try to 
get me to understand that these negative thought patterns that I've built up over decades could potentially be not true, that my own mind could be lying to myself, right? I mean, that is like the end of the sixth sense when he realizes he hasn't been alive the whole time. You're like, what? Wait, what? You're saying that I could potentially be let that my mind is potentially against me sometimes? And it blew me away. But it also changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, and it also led me to do this show. Honestly, it gave me the confidence to do this show. But in that, you also have to be very honest in uh, talking about mental health is that it's a daily struggle. You have to go out and do the things that are going to give you the best shot of happiness or not even happiness of just getting through life, which can be so difficult, right? And that, like I said, includes working out for me, taking vitamins, talking to a therapist. There are so many things that go into that. And you have to do that day after day, week after week. But getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I change week to week, unfortunately, not just my waist side. Hey, oh, dad joke. But you know what I'm saying? We really do. You have to keep on top of those changes. And that's where therapy really comes in. It's all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. I mean, that's the other thing is that I can have a billion thoughts going on in my mind at one time. And I can think, oh, all of these things about all of these thoughts going on. But until I speak it out loud to somebody else, do I realize that a good 83% of those things are completely nonsense? It helps you hone in on the things that actually matter. Now, BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I have fully benefited from therapy, period, period. And I expect to benefit from it my entire life. But it is like the gym. You're going to not want to go. You're going to not want to do this. That's just how we are wired. Ignore those thoughts. Listen to this, or at least try this. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It even takes that out of the, You don't even have to drive there anymore. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, because that's a big thing as well. Because sometimes finding the right therapist is like finding the right pair of jeans, Unless you're at Old Navy, everything looks great there. <laughs> but no, all joking aside, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoBad. Um, I'm really proud that uh, they are a sponsor because I really, really personally do believe in therapy. But give it a shot. It always helps the show. But I think at the end of the day, it could really, really help you in the long run. And now back to the show. Or you think somebody's all right because they haven't expressed it. And Tom was so busy hiding so many things that I don't think he was like, oh, oh. And I love that it was like, man, I was pretty brazen. I was like whacking off on FaceTime or Raquel right in front of Ariana. She just didn't notice. What a bad noticer. It's so like, it's like literally like, 
Uh, I don't know how she did though, because I was trying to make it pretty obvious. It's like, but also maybe she just trusted you. So he was saying it was like, you know, hypothetical. What would you do if we break up? And she was like, she said she wouldn't go to the reunion. She would quit the show. Fuck the sandwich shop. She's supposed to open with Katie and we're selling the house and she's going to delete social media and move away. And then how he's like, and did she? And it's like, well, you know, no, but, um, and Tom said, uh, you know, but this is just weird. And it's like, Tom was like annoyed that she was going to do like annoyed about all this stuff. When I'm like, yeah, Ariana has every right to do every one of those things. But he was frustrated because she didn't want to share it on a reality show. Like he gets to this. But the girl's like, okay, but you said Schwartz on Watch What Happens Live said that you had a plan. What was your plan? To break up with her after the reunion? And he was like, no, that was absolutely not my plan. Uh, it was like three days after the reunion. <laughs> no, he goes, um, he's like, my plan actually, um, the plan was to break up with her in therapy. And I had basically slowly like sort of talked to her about it, like soft launching it. And then I was like, um, she might get offended. So actually during this time to Ariana, like, oh, I forgot to mention this. During the therapy time, Ariana did this 180 and like she just, she turned into this beautiful person. She just became so accepting of me and like so much less judgmental. Like she said things like, wow. Like she like started to agree with me and like I would say something and she's like, you're right. And I'd be like, what? You think I'm right? You think I'm smart? He uses, you think I'm smart, which is weird. He really does seem to have to hang up that people think he's dumb, which by his actions, you really can't argue that. Um, but I think he kind of had this negativity towards Ariana because he thought Ariana thought he was dumb, maybe. Um, or Ariana made him feel that way, I'm guessing. Or I don't think she purposely did that, but but I like that she was like, oh, Howie, she turned into this beautiful butterfly. She just really, which by the way, that's what you go to therapy to do, right? That would mean the therapy was working for Ariana because you were going to the therapy supposedly under the false auspice of working on your relationship. The sad thing was she was working on your relationship. You weren't. You were still working on your relationship with Raquel. You were working on getting out of this relationship. And, um, you know, that, uh, it's like, and how he's like, well, maybe she felt like you were drifting away because you were giving these hints and because you did give these hints and, you know, he's like, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You know, it's like, you're human, you're human and you're being incredibly open, Tom. And I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is like, it's kind of like when she's made to realize maybe through therapy or just her eyes are opening up and seeing that, you know, you're drifting away and you've given these, you know, clues. Do you think that opened her up in a way to, to become better? Maybe, you know, maybe she wants to be better. And, uh, he's like, well, I made it pretty clear, um, in therapy that like, I wanted to like take the steps to like break up. And then actually like Ar Ariana, like she started really fighting for the relationship. And I felt like so bad. Like, I love this. Like I felt so bad because I never wanted to be with her, <laughs> you know, since the beginning of the therapy, but I made her believe that she really started fighting for it. It was just really sweet, but sad. So lame, dude. She was being so unbelievably sweet and amazing. And just like, I mean, this is so fucking gross. I mean, whoever gets that version of Ariana, is going to be like the luckiest person. Like, 
oh man, Ariana is already an amazing person, but that version of Ariana that I paid for in therapy that I brought out of her, it was just chef's kiss, phenomenal. I just, oh, I was already at that point. I wish I wasn't though. And I actually did break up with her on Valentine's Day. And how he's like, okay, well, it's good to pick an important date. Um, You know, that's a good day. And, <laughs> but he was like, you know, but I, I'm, you know, guys, I'm here on February 16th. That was day, so it wasn't Valentine's Day. I don't know why he's saying this. Who knows? But they are kind of blown away about him picking Valentine's Day. They bring up the TMZ interview, which I always thought was funny because uh, Howie Mandela is making fun of the TMZ reporter, Josh. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Sandoval, let me ask you a question. But it's like, Howie, you have no right to make fun of that dude because that dude actually had questions and had prepared and said he watched the show. The guy was ultimately a better interviewer than you were. He might have been a little dumb in how he presented the questions, but he was a better interviewer. He got more information out than you did. Um, so they're making fun of him about the hindsight 2020 thing is. Um, so uh, how he's like, do you want me to give my opinion or not? Okay, well, I think that's fine to have problems in a relationship. Everyone goes, goes through that, that you go through therapy. You're not sure if you want to stay in it. That's not that, you know, you can drag it out as long as you want. But he wanted to get out. It's why he was ready to get out. Um, but you got out before you have an affair. But you should get out before you have an affair with someone else. I'm sorry. This is Howie's daughter that said this. Howie's daughter actually like was dead on. It's like all of this is right. But you don't do all of this while you're in the midst of an affair. You know, like he was having an affair while he was doing these things. I can't imagine what therapist would say that Tom was handling this correctly, which leads me to believe he was really going to a very cheap therapist or he was lying to his therapist. Um, but he was like, you know, hindsight is 2020. But like now looking back at the right time, it's just like you're always going to get backlash, you know? And uh, they're like, yeah, she was your girlfriend's friend. She was your friend's ex-fiance. So you're going to definitely get backlash. But um, he was like, Tom's like, that's what I'm saying, man. Relationships. It's not even, it's it's like, it's not even a girlfriend. It's a partner. It's a brand, you know, like me and Ariana. And how he's like, yeah, you're on a reality show together. You live in the same house that you both are partners in the house. You're still in the house. And he's like, yeah, like I actually have been in the house. It's been pretty calm lately, Howie. You know, it's like, I mean, to be totally honest, like I can't afford to go anywhere else. I don't have a lot of friends. I can stay with A and B that even like me. By the way, dude, this is your time, man. You love Schwartz so much. Schwartz is a two-bedroom apartment, dude. Here's your time to be around your best buddy. Go do it. He's just being a, I don't know. He's like, also, with the health stuff, I kind of like run the health. Like in the sense of, I don't mean like I run it, but like I handle the gardening, the housekeeping. My assistant comes in and cleans, like stocks everything. And I basically like run everything in the house. It kind of actually sounds like his assistant might run everything in the house. It's like, so she's in the house and she's in the house. Like it's a big house. It's like $3 million house, Howie. And we just both like, you know, we text an intermediary if we have to go somewhere. And, you know, it's like, you know, like he'll text me like Ariana wants to work at the gym at six. So I'll be like, fine. And I just won't be there. And sometimes I stay away or I'll go out of town. But yeah, like it's been, it's been okay. Like we're not initially, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And I had to stay away. But, you know, I would understand if we had kids, 
you know, because the kids would have to see mommy and daddy, you know, like not, you know, not being weird to each other. But like, we don't have. And he's like, do you have pets? And he's like, yeah, uh, we have a dog and a cat. <laughs> and they're like, that's a kid. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but how he thinks it's weird that they have a middleman, I think it's probably, if he's not going to leave, the best way to go. So the future plan is to sell the house, but the house is not listed yet. And he goes, yeah, you know, it's like, we're just really busy right now. She's like blowing up, which is great. I'm so happy to see that. And she's busy doing things. Like, And I've been busy as well trying to get things together, so... And he's like, yeah, you're on tour with the band, big time, yeah. And um, he's like, um, and the, the, his daughter's like, guys, this is a big deal. I mean, to Bravo, this is my world. Like, it's a big deal. She goes, it's weird that it passed the bubble of Bravo, and now it's, like, everywhere. And he's like, yeah, it's like, it's just crazy. Like, he brings up Chris Brown and Michael Vick and... um he it's it's there's some really weird uh labeling going on here um but it's just it's like they're comparing it to michael vick um it's super weird but uh how he goes you know i'm just saying it'll blow over because there's worse things people have done you know uh, i think it'll blow over people listening today and i think that's the key i think you need and I think this is going to be scary. I think you're articulate. I, I, I'm telling you, as somebody who's sitting there and listening to you, you're articulate enough. You just really need to be heard. You know, I think this narrative is everybody else's narrative but yours. I'm not saying I'm condoning, you know, you're part, cheating on your partner. I don't condone that at all. Um, uh, but I think people, you know, have to have some empathy and compassion for human beings because every single one of us makes mistakes. And I don't understand the vitriol and the hatred and the attacks that people are putting upon you and even other than social media. It's really hard. It's really tough to see. Um, and uh, this is where it's like how he is right. Tom will survive this. Tom, I Jack survived it. Schwartz survived it. But it's a little different because Tom presented himself as such a good guy. And he did such a bad thing. And that's going to take some time. It's going to take more than a month and a half. And I'm sorry, being on a reality show means you are going to have to deal with social media. Tom has mainly dealt with the positive sides of social media. And now he has to deal with the bad sides. A lot of your castmates have dealt with the bad sides. You're used to being loved. Now you're not. That will change over time. But right now, it's just not going to be that way. It's not going to happen overnight. But um, he's just like, mainly it's me and Ariana. It's two people. You know, there was two things that happened. The ending of the relationship and um, the affair. And I can tell you right now, by far the most painful thing for Ariana, and I know her, because I, I, like, I know myself, because, you know, it was in the spirit at the ending of the relationship. That was the, the most painful thing. And I'm like, you doofus. It was all painful. Why are you separating these two? I, it's so weird. He's like, and that's also the most important thing for our friends. Like we were referred to as mom and dad, you know, like people stay at our house and like we took care of our friends, you know, and I take care of my friends. Like, and like people are grouping the breakup and the affair together and they're taking it out on me. And I understand that. Well, the affair and the breakup is, I mean, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, but it's like, this is the weird part. He doesn't seem to get it. And it's frustrating because he is a dude that takes care of his friends. They are people that take care of their friends. And he doesn't realize why. It's like, well, that's just the relationship. Why is... But it's, I, I think your friendships question, if you can do this to somebody that you've loved for nine years, what could you do in your friendships? You know, is this 
actual feelings for you. Like I, you know, if you can do that, everything is potentially disposable to you and you're a liar on top of that. He goes, um, how he goes, if I asked Ariana, if she was sitting here today, would she have said that? Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he's like, well, would she have said that before she found the stuff on your phone? She would have considered you guys still in a relationship and maybe a relationship that could have been mended, right? Because she was going in a different direction than you. And he's like, I've, I'd already broken up with her two weeks earlier from the night that I got caught. And I told her, and I said, listen, we don't have to post anything on social media. Let's just talk through this. Like, I understand you're on hold for like a big job. I guess they were on hold for some big job. He's like, we're on hold like a mythology thing. And so it's like, we can like keep this between us. Like we all, we've always cuffed stuff between us and we'll figure out a way to navigate this. Like it helps us both out, makes us e easier. And so I was like, we'll talk. And, you know, she was very upset. I mean, she freaking punched me and like all shit. And then I'm like, you know, which I don't know, like the punch we see is like little bruise. But I thought that was when he found the phone, like it, it's really, in, this is another really hazy thing here. He says he did it two weeks earlier. He broke up with her before that night. I think she hit him that night. Uh, at uh, when she found the phone stuff. But also, I love Tom's thing of like, let's keep this between us, protect our business ventures. And he said he was like, oh, you know, I'll let you do that. Like, he was protecting himself. He wasn't protecting her once again. And he said, you know, and this is great. He's like, she was really pissed. And then a couple of days later, I sit down and talk with her again. And she's like, I'm not letting you leave me. You're going to have to force me out of this relationship. And I was like, Ariana, like, I don't, I was even like, I don't think I could be, he goes, I don't even think I could be faithful in a relationship with you right now. I like, I was saying all these things and I hadn't told her about Raquel yet. Like, so he was like, literally like, I don't think I can be faithful in a relationship with you at this point, dude, bitch, you haven't for the last nine months. You have not been faithful to her. And she didn't even know that when you tried to break up with her that two weeks before. You didn't know that. Didn't know the biggest piece of the stupid puzzle was that you did. You you know what I'm saying? It's all lies. He was trying to get out of this scot-free. He was trying to get out of this with Raquel not ever being a part of this. And that's when a phone dropped out two weeks later. She finally was like, ah, now I understand what is going on. But like, he's like, you know, if you broke up with me, you would have be effectively ending my life. And I was like, I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like she was completely in denial and just not accepting it. Like he makes her seem like she's crazy. Like, bitch, you were in a night. I'm sorry to keep calling you bitch. It was a nine year relationship. Of course she was like, I'm not accepting this. No, dude, that's what, you know, like she's like, no, you're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We can work this out because she didn't know there was another woman involved. And that's where you don't get it. You wouldn't have been this way either. If there was not another woman involved, the woman involved is what made you and gave you the big brass balls that you did to have a therapist break up to Ariana for you. That gave you this impetus to do all of this stuff. He's like, then I went to Miami and it's like, you know, like I didn't even check in with her because like we weren't in a relationship, Howie, which, by the way, the Miami weekend was when I did watch what crappens with Ariana that Friday night. And I have to tell you, man, we like went out, me and Kiki, Monique, like we were all there. I was sitting right next to her and Christina Ariel. And we talked like we were talking about Tom. We were talking about Lala saying the single thing which was now interesting in retrospect of Ariana. We're going to get you single too. And, and Ariana told me that night that Tom hated that Tom hated that Lala said that 
Yeah, I'll say that. Like, that's what that is. So I'm curious. So Tom was still like saying things like, fuck Lala for saying that. When, dude, it's like you should be happy that she would be single. Like, yeah, go go be with those girls. But he was still wanting to have his cake and eat it. Probably like, oh, fuck those girls. I don't want you to be with them. But I also, it just seems so weird. But I could tell you, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what I picked up from Ariana. Like we were talking about the Lala thing. We talked about Winter House um, because Sandoval was going to go to that and they were going to host it, him and Schwartz. We were talking about a lot of things, but it was never like, are you guys okay? Because it just didn't even think something I would ask. It just seemed so crazy to me. Um, and uh, so he's like, nothing was happening. Like we weren't even kissing or anything, Howie, him and Ariana. He's like, like we were at TomTom for that event and like she knows we don't do PDA in front of People like photos, fans or press or whatever. And she like grabbed me and already after and she like she kisses me in front of everybody. And I was like, I love that he's like, I was cheating on Raquel at that point. But um he's like, then I perform my phone falls out of my pocket and she sees it and like obviously, you know, it's most it's probably the most upset and angry I've ever seen her, but I think she went through my phone just to see like if something happened in Miami. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom has some real interesting stories in Miami. That's Tom's special place for cheating. But like we were broken up. She knew we were broken up. Like she didn't tell anybody, but she knew. And we were just like, she was trying to like convince me not to like be broken up, like get back together. But that's just not going to be the case. And I was like, like, and that is like, she was like, she asked me about fertilizing, fertilizing eggs. She was like, what do you think about getting your sperm check to fertilize my eggs? And I'm like, what? And I'm like, we're broken up. Like what I'm just like, we like, I got to go to my show. And I was like, she was like fully in denial. It was like, it scared me. I like this. Oh, the woman's so scary. The woman's so scary because she's doing everything in her power to keep you because she's like, doesn't want to lose you. And so you probably use the kid thing multiple times in your argument. So she's like, fine, if that's what it takes. That's what I'm guessing. But uh, she's like, she's like, they're like, why didn't you just break up with her then? It's like, it's because of the threat of like self-sabotaging, you know? And you know how much that hurts me because like she's been on the show and it's been like, you know, building all of this. Like we built all of this and you're just going to throw it away. And like, this is when he starts talking about the show and Ariana, it's like, Ariana hasn't had to deal with any real drama on the show for years. Dude, she's had to live with you every day of her life. That's like some drama, I guess. So now like shit hits the fans and like, then you quit the show. Like I was like, that's not fair for you to quit the show. Tom and Katie went through a divorce. You know, James and Raquel went through a breakup on the reunion, but like we break up and you're just going to be like, I quit. That's fucked up. That's not fair to everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why I brought up our issues on camera. And I called our showrunner Jeremiah. And I told, I said like, hold myself accountable because I was like, dude, this is not fair. I see all these people going through things. All these people are putting ourselves like themselves out there and we're not. We're not, and it's not fair. You know what I mean? It's not fair. So I call them, and I was like, you know, that's when everything started to come to light on the show. So these are going to be in the episodes we're starting to see coming up. But once again, Tom uses somebody else to do his dirty work. A therapist or the show, like now the show. He calls up a producer and says, we're not putting our real lives on the show. You've got to get our real lives on the show. He wants the show to do it for him. And so the show does dabble into this. You're going to see 
But from what I understand, Tom says nothing's going on with Raquel in the show. And now he goes, do you have any like texts saying this with Ariana breaking up with her? You know, do you have any of this proof? And he's like, no, I would never text things like that. That's crazy. Oh, is that crazy? You fucking whack off and put it on your phone, Tom. You mutually masturbate on your phone, Tom. That's okay to put on your phone, but a text breaking up? Crazy. It's disgusting, Howie. Um, they're like, so why do you think this is such a bigger deal? Because there's been infidelity in the past on the show, like with Kristen and Jax, where it's been in the friend group too, and it doesn't seem like it's reached the same level as this. Why do you think that? The girl asks. And um, they're, uh, he's like, I just... He doesn't he he doesn't seem to grasp it. And like it's like it's easy because we actually believed in them as a couple. We didn't we knew Jax was kinda a shitty guy. We knew Kristen was kind of loose morals. But you know, Tom doesn't get it. He's like, you know, like honestly, I just think it was really shocking. I was like, I mean, there's a lot of shitty things happening in the news all the time, Howie. Like, there's stuff. Like, have you seen the news? It's cra- Do you know this Ukraine thing, Howie? He goes, this happened at a time, like, lots going on. And then on CNN, like, I watch CNN. I don't want to be on CNN. I don't want to fucking hear about that. <laughs> She's like, dude, but you did this, man. You're on a reality show. This is your dream, dude. You're living your dream. People are finally giving a fuck he's like Trump's getting indicted and then like on the same channel and I was like yeah I think press is being unfair to you and I think the world is being unfair to you right now you know and that's not to say I don't think there's another human mistake that your mistake deserves the vitriol and the light that's shining on it he's like I'll tell you what hurt man what most is like the friend that I have like some of these friends I mean I'm like the more social person of me and Ariana so I'm the person that shows up to the birthday party and the girl goes yeah you're the number one guy in the group he's like no but really like you know I represent us a lot of times what a great representation of you guys you were Tom like the stuff he says, like you just literally went out and like formed a full relationship. That's not a good representation of you guys. But he's like, I've had some really dark thoughts and I'm doing better now. Actually, he goes, this is like, and the dark thoughts, you just never want to, you know, it's like, I hate that part. But, you know, you're throwing a lot of your life away in this one moment and you'll get it back. But it's, it's got to be tough. But he goes, um, uh, like, Howie, I haven't like drank in four days and like, it's a pretty big deal. Like, I don't know when the last time I've done that. Like, I'm, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to handle this in a healthy way because I was drinking to like handle it. And it's just not, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's just not the way to go. But like, I don't know. Like I, I was with Tom when he was drinking a lot. I don't, I don't know. He's like, what hurts is like people I've known for such a long time are like taking this opportunity, like bring out skeletons of the closet from like the last seven or eight years. And I'm like, dude, why would you do that? Why would you try to kick me when I'm down? Also using this to make it, make it seem like everything I've done for them, all the favors, all the times I've stopped by them, like just makes it out to be like that. I'm a narcissist and that I just, I, I, so I can look good. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like you're taking the path, like what I did being like with the affair and you're like erasing the last 12 to 15 years of our friendship. Like it really fucking kills and using like all these things like for content for their podcast. Like, you know, the fellow cast members, like all ask me these questions, like the questions, like you don't even care. You just care about Oriana and you just care about your content for your podcast. And it's like fucking disgusting to me. It's so gross. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not like, I, you know, I see who you are now. This is all right. He's right on a lot of this. 
But dude, you're fucking disgusting and you're gross. You know, like we see who you are. But also maybe there's that thing where we're all good and we're all bad. Sometimes we do more bad than good and sometimes we do more good than bad. And um, I'm sorry you don't have your own podcast. I think you will eventually. (laughs) But I like, you know, it's like, dude, yes, of course they're going to look back at your behavior. You've documented 10 years of it. We're going to look at that. Um, he's like, I, I have friends, like friends, I'm better friends with, you know, like, I, he just keeps start talking, bitching about the friends. He's like, friends don't even hit me up. They're not even trying to understand. Like, I don't like, it's like, I'm not saying like nothing is excusable for what I did. Like I handled shit wrong. I fucked up and you know, I definitely deserve like hate, but like for these close friends, not even shoot me a text and just go right to social media and just start posting things. Like I was a pawn, like I, like I was a pawn in this whole game. Like, it's just adding to the drama. Dude, this is reality television. This is what you signed up for. Like, I hate, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm sorry you couldn't cheat in peace. But this is, this is the, this is the life you've chosen. And it's all about adding the drama. And uh, this was what reality television is about. Um, but how he's like, oh, everything's going to be great. Uh, Jason Bader and Kimmy are great. Da, da, da. And, um, you know, the girl asks, hey, so the first time, you know, this is the first podcast you've been on, but I've seen Sheena, I've seen Jax, I've seen Kristen come on every single podcast and give their opinion. Is there anything else now that you're here you would like to clear up? Any misinformation? He's like, I can't really think of anything offhand. I just like, I just heard a lot of people saying somebody like that. I that like a lot of people are saying that like they know something for a fact that happened because somebody told them, and it's like that's not knowing him for a fact. I agree with him on this too. There's a lot of people that say they know this stuff for a fact, and it's just not true. It's not a fact, and there's like a lot of false information getting spread around. I agree with this, but it is funny in the way he says it. Um, and. uh he talks about Schwartz valuing Schwartz's uh, perspective. <laughs> and he's like, I've been, you know, it's like, I'll tell you like this, when it first happened, I just felt like I was on the run for a triple homicide. Like I didn't shower for days. I was in the same clothes. I didn't get a shave my forehead or do any of my man makeup. Like I was just literally dodging. Um, and he's like, yeah, and I do admit at times it turned me into a total asshole. And I feel bad about it because I was just very defensive and not open. And I'm finally starting to let my guard down. You know what I mean? Like I'll say because of that, I have not felt like totally safe revealing everything. And obviously Ariana still, I mean, she's probably not quite as upset as she was, but she's still probably very upset. So when I have people like Sheena and Lisa and even like our producers asking questions about like what happened here on like August 24th and like they're about this day and this time, like I don't owe them shit for content or add salaciousness to our show. This is what's funny. He doesn't add this to the show, but he says earlier, oh, it's bullshit that uh, Ariana's going to leave the show. You, we owe everything to this show. So like, but here he's like, no, I'm not going to add to the show. It's like, dude, pick a lane, pick a lane. But he's like, I'm not going to sit here and be interrogated by Lala or Sheena. Like, sorry, you know what I mean? Like, it's not happening, especially with their behavior lately. Like, just, you know, it's like taking any little like they're doing a whole podcast and like what's going to happen with the dogs and stuff like that. Which, by the way, dude, just to remind you, he did this the first time hooking up with Raquel on the week that Charlotte died, Ariana's dog. And uh, yeah, they're taking advantage of reality content. How he said, um, by the way, he asks if uh, Schwartz will come back for a season 11 if he's under contract. And Sandoval is not under contract for season 11. 
which is really shitty for Bravo. Um, he talks about not wanting to create a negative uh, environment for his restaurant. And uh, he brings up being felt like an Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler character in Uncut Gems. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, it'd be a cool idea if we shave your mustache, which is a completely planned bit that they act like it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I happen to have razors with me. And then they uh, shave off his mustache and he's a new man, you guys. What if he had to shave the mustache? He's like, oh my God, I love Ariana again. This is crazy. So that was the, the Howie Mandel interview. Now, man, I can't believe we've gone this long. You guys, I hope you like long content. A lot of you guys say you do. So I'm going to take you at your word there, but I want to play you. This is amazing. Um, this is the, this is the backlash I was telling you about with the Howie Mandel. So Howie Mandel then went on Billy Bush's extra show to talk about the backlash, which Billy Bush old grab him by the old pussy, Billy Bush. Uh, this is their, uh, conversation they have. One minute, and you've bumbled your way into the scandal vault. It's now the Mandel vault, and it's a giant mess. What say you? What have I done? What have I done? I have no yes. Idea. What have you done? I have... That's that. I'm so beside myself. Listen. So I don't watch, and I made this clear. I don't watch Vanderpump Rules. I know what it is. I the Vanderpump Rules. I did her her podcast. I know the restaurants. I met Tom at a wedding. He seemed like a very nice guy. He played some songs. He's a friend of a friend. And that when I saw this, and then I'm I'm watching like CNN and Fox. And it, like, I, I'm watching all. I watch all the news, and I, I saw this scandal thing going into all the this normal news cycle. Like it was big. I was, and I asked my daughter and she explained, it's that guy you met at the wedding. And it's, he said, and he seemed like a very nice guy. So I said, so, you know, and then she told me like, everybody's on these shows on, uh, Andy Cohen and, and on, uh, online talking about it. I go, he been on, tell him to come on the uh, podcast. He could tell his side of the story. And my whole take from it, was I don't understand why this is as huge as it is. Well, Great take. You know, Pump Nation, Bravo Nation, the super fans of Vanderpump are very territorial. And I would also think that me. Sandoval has himself a contract because he sits down on the reunion and tells this. This is their information. Sandoval might be in trouble right now because he went to Howie Mandel and, and chirped before the reunion. You know, I, I don't know anything about and the thing is that I you invite a person, they come, good. you did your job, such as I'm doing with you right here. What it was, and I didn't do like, but I'm getting killed for two things. They said that I didn't do homework. I, I don't need to do homework. I know who he is. I know what show he's on. And my question and my angle is, why do you think this is so big? Lazy when angle. I commented on the fact that he cheated on his girlfriend and uh, with her best, I still don't understand why that is big international news. Do I condone it? No. I've been married for 43 years. I have two daughters that are married. But I wanted to give him, you know, a, a, a place where he could kind of spew his side. And number two, when he spewed his side and talked about how he is, the issues that are happening in his life, his depression, he was very open about his mental health and his vulnerability and saying that he thinks he made a mistake and screwed up. 
I kind of commend somebody being vulnerable and removing the stigma from, you know, mental health. Right. But I, you know, I wasn't going to weaponize his information and, and kind of, you know, challenge him on each thing. Those people that watch Bravo, you could challenge any piece of information you get from my podcast. But it's just amazing how it has blown up everywhere. In a culture that has now become, you know, the prism of black and white. Like, I don't think you were saying, I'm taking Tom's side. I'm Billy Bush. I understand Tom's side. I understand how this happened, which I also oh, well, I, I wasn't even saying that. I'm I saying, saying I understand okay. how this happened. Um. You know, I don't live in his shoes, and he was saying that he was suffering from depression, that his his uh, his um, relationship was, they were going in two different paths. He, he was telling me that he had already tried and was informing her that they were broken up. When I used probably the wrong terminology, what is the big deal? Why is it such a big deal? I'm asking, the question is not... You didn't do anything wrong or condoning this. Why is this beyond Bravo? Why is this on news in the news? Why is this on CNN? I don't understand. Howie. Yes. Andy Cohen called you the jackhole of the day for this interview. Of the day. I'm the jackhole of the day. That's a very big head. He said you're the jackhole of the day for the podcast interview. That you didn't do your homework. It's an honor. And I'd like to say, did, did you do enough homework or... I like the construct of your podcast. You're the observer. You're like farmer's insurance. I love you know your podcast. That your you bit is you don't do research. You have the insider, your daughter. It's actually a very good construct for an interview. And it's terminology. What is a very good construct for an interview. And especially in a world that's black and white. On these matters of the human condition and of the heart, right? We need to be. And I also said to Tom, I, I agree with you. I also. I agree with Tom you that my show is good. If you come on, just tell your side. I want to hear your side. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to call you out. It's not a deposition. It's a podcast. Right. So you know, and I invite anybody to come on my podcast. And if you got another side, that might be really entertaining. It's very funny to me now watching everybody else who I'd like, I didn't even know some of the names of the people that are in the show and I'm getting hit hard for not knowing those names, but come on and tell me your side of the story. And I'm, I'm happy to listen. And I won't, I won't uh, challenge you on it. I do enough judging on other show. I don't need to judge on my podcast. <laughs> it's actually a Andy Cohen also warned you. You have to be careful before you take a side. Bravo fans are very passionate, he said. Are you scared of Vanderpump Nation right now? Are you terrified of what's happening? On terrified? You have no idea if you... Am I, uh, this is the only time I've been using my phone is to talk to you. My Twitter feed is a mess of hate. Of my, hate? My, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, uh, I usually post every day on Start Twitter. Start firing back, Howie. Start firing back, you. I mean, I want to see you just go. No, on. I don't want to. I don't engage anybody in a, in a fight. But this is the first time in two years I haven't posted a TikTok. I haven't posted an Instagram. Something good came out of it. He's in hiding. He's in a remote I'm, location right here. Okay. Um that was uh that that was that i thought that that you guys should hear that it <laughs> i i i find it interesting when it's like then it's like oh 
how dare people care this much about a type of show? Like, that's it. I'm telling you, you guys is that they, they look down on these shows. They always have. I've said that from like the first, first episode I ever did of so bad. It's good is that people think we should be ashamed of these things that we love and people don't understand. And then you actually say like, look, this actually focuses on the human condition more than most of the shilly shit that you actually see out there. And that's why I find it funny that when people are surprised when it actually breaks through to mainstream media and it's like, yeah, man, this is some really wild human behavior. But then they're like, well, these people are just crazy. And yeah, we're passionate, all that stuff. But have you seen football fans? Like, have you like, have you watched any like sports games? Like it's seems way, way more insane. Have you seen the state of the world right now? This is still relatively tame, but. And also, I loved uh, Andy Cohen just later like, dude, what were you doing? What were you thinking? But I think it was just a complete missed opportunity for for uh, how he he seems like a really nice guy. I just that's not the person that I would ever want to. And by the, and then, you know, what's weird is that he seems like such a nice guy. I would probably never watch him again um, because I do want a little bit more of an informed interview or somebody that has done their research. But he does seem like a really, really nice guy. So um, and I think he's, I think this turned out to be really good for him because I was looking at his numbers on YouTube and it's one of the biggest interviews he's ever had. By the way, he had Chris Jenner on last week and Chris Jenner said she's squirted before. And then it turned out to be like a joke bit for her cleaning products. It was so lame. But Chris Jenner said she squirted and Tom Sandoval was on this uh this week so i was gonna do a couple of other things but this is way too long you guys and you got a whole recap to listen to after this so this is the end of part one if this is all you're listening to goodbye farewell i hope to see you back on monday if you like this podcast please rate it five stars on apple Podcasts and spotify if you're watching this on youtube hit that subscribe button smash it comment all that youtube stuff that you're supposed to do tell your friends and and if you're listening to this on podcast maybe go watch it on on the old youtube and see if you dig it i'm wearing a really funny shirt i hope you guys have a great weekend bye betches